What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Underground Stars Season 2. And today I'm here with... Uh, Popeye Poppy. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing well. How are you, man? Good. I like the jacket. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I actually designed this with uh, Sun. Yeah? So It's clean. It's simple, but it's clean. Yeah, I mean, the back just has the logo blown up. Mm-hmm. You know? Simplicity. Yeah, that's that's what sells. It's nice. aesthetically pleasing. That's what it is. Yeah, and I mean, it goes with everything. You know, like I could throw this shit on going going anywhere. Yeah, that's facts. That's most most of the stuff I own and that I wear is just one color and then either the logo or just nothing on it. Just, just keep it simple so I can wear it with pretty much anything. Yeah, exactly. It just makes everything easier. Yeah. Like, like this shirt, it's just got the logo right here, and I can wear it with, like, ten different things. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. But let's get right into it, man. Um, I got a few things on my piece of paper right here that I've used for the past, like, two weeks. <laughs> I got, like, three episodes worth, one right here, and then we open it up. I got more right there. But... It's the grind, bro. It is. It's the grind. Uh, but I mean, let's just get into it. How'd you kind of start getting into music, start producing and all that? Uh, so my dad was a musician. He made like Spanish music, which mm-hmm. is obviously completely different than like trap music. And yeah. hip-hop. Um, but I just grew up around music like my whole life. My mom, she used to blast music on the weekends, like cleaning the house and shit. Mm-hmm. So at a young age, I was like super interested in it. <clears throat> at one point in time, like I remember knowing like almost every word to like every song that was on the radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was back in like I don't know 2006 or something. Yeah. But I mean, like that was my first, uh, you know, that's when I first started getting really interested in music. And then like as soon as I started hitting like middle school, almost high school, um, I downloaded Audacity. Mm-hmm. And I just started like making my own beats because at that time I didn't really know about like ripping stuff off YouTube. Yeah. So it was just easier to make my own stuff. I mean, they were terrible, but I mean, it was, it was cool. Like I started off like rapping and stuff. Yeah. It just, it didn't really stick. And I got more comfortable with making beats than I did actually rapping Mm because I just hated listening to my own voice Mm -hmm. that I don't know, man, it just took off like, started watching YouTube tutorials and stuff and eventually like I don't know I started getting small placements here and there yeah and what what do you use now to make beats uh FL20 yeah how do you like that uh I mean I like it I like FL12 the best mm-hmm. but 20 honestly isn't bad that's what I've been hearing I know there's like a lot of there's a lot of controversy between you know, yeah. 12 and 20 honestly like I mean, it's minor, you know, it's just minor shit. Mm-hmm. It's part is is like the, uh, it's like small stuff that you don't really realize until it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, that would annoy me just because I would screw up so many times thinking, like doing something that they don't have anymore. Yeah. That would get to me well, really I mean, fast. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, it's more so like. I don't know. I guess it really depends on what type of style of like beats that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm making like boom bap, like slower stuff, I'm constantly dragging in like audio clips into yeah. the, 
actual um i can't do the word right now but versus like using the sequencer you know mm-hmm. like i use the sequencer whenever i'm making trap beats but then when i'm making boom bap it's just so many like drum fills or just mm-hmm. random like sample you know shit that uh it's just with fl20 I, that's what i learned how to make beats on yeah so i was just more accustomed to it yeah for sure the uh what, what's your kind of like favorite type of beat to make Boom Bap, definitely. Yeah. That's what I started on. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really into, like, Wu-Tang, um, Pro Era, like, that whole, like, 90s vibe. Mm-hmm. I was really, um, I don't know. It just, like, I gravitated towards it once yeah. I started listening to hip-hop and stuff. I, every time, like every time I get sick of making trap beats, I would spend, like, a whole week just making Boom Bap beats, sampling yeah. like crazy. It's just so much fun. Yeah, I mean it's refreshing too. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many different you know things that you can sample in the world. It's mm-hmm. unlimited. So whenever you like get I don't know melody block or beat block, whatever the case may be, just working with samples, yeah. you know, it like refreshes your brain almost. Yeah, for sure. And what what so do you, uh when you were kind of starting off, did you sell beats online and like having like through Beat Stars or anything like that? Uh, I actually didn't start selling beats until this year. Really? So I, like I said before, I mean, I used to make beats just for myself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I made beats for like a couple of guys that uh, I was in high school with. But overall, I just didn't even know that there was really a market for yeah. selling beats other than obviously, you know, bigger producers. Mm-hmm. And not until like 2018, 2019, did I start realizing that online you know like beat sales was a profitable market mm-hmm. and i mean at the time i didn't really need the money so i wasn't focused on selling beats yeah but like the beginning of 2020 slash end of 2019 i started focusing more on getting my beat stores up and like promoting it and i was doing really well for a while and i just kind of stopped keeping up with it like yeah. once i started finding artists that i wanted to continue uh, working with regularly mm-hmm. i just didn't find um really like the motivation i guess to continue just update it because yeah. it was like i mean it was cool to get beat sales here and there but like i don't know i actually like building artists at this point mm-hmm. and i mean working with digital dior like i feel like that was one thing that kind of sunny uh drove me towards was like artist development more so than just selling beats online yeah because i mean you could sell beats for you know years and years like plenty of other you know industry producers do but at the same time uh i mean breaking artists or just even developing them even if they don't break um i don't know it's a, it's a bit more fulfilling mm-hmm. for sure just because i mean you get to be part of the process and you get to see from the beginning right. I mean, to the end and everything yeah even if you stop working with them like after a while like you contributed to something mm-hmm. within their career that i mean their sound is always going to be you know affected by yeah you know what you guys made at, at that point in time yeah and do you think that like smaller producers and incoming producers should focus more towards like building artists and building with artists or trying to like sell beats first and then starting working with artists um i feel like you can honestly do both it really just depends on the individual what Mm -hmm. your 
uh, specific goals are because my goals are mainly just to make it into the industry, um, continue to obviously work with smaller artists, but as well as, you know, being on big labels or big albums. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like if you're starting off and you just want to make, you know, money, then, I mean, yeah, beats, you know, beat sales or beat stores is the way to go. But a lot of people have, um, issues with like marketing, Mm -hmm. you know, themselves, because there's so many producers out there. The beats like selling, you know, game or whatever you want to call it. It's just oversaturated. Yeah. Just like, you know, YouTube beats, like everybody uploads to YouTube nowadays. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. So it's like you got to find ways to really stick out and really um, drive people to your, your product. Yeah. But I feel like I personally never was focused on making money mm-hmm. um, from the beginning. So I, I don't know. I kind of just didn't really, you know, I didn't focus on my store as much as some people do. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just feel like, you know, you gotta, you gotta set your goals early. And yeah, for sure. Mine just didn't really, uh, I don't know, just having a beat store that I was constantly updating just wasn't in it for me because I would make so many beats. And if I put them on my beat store, I didn't want to send them out because, you know, someone else might've already bought yeah. a lease for it or something. And if it ends up getting placed, then it, you got to go through a whole bunch of paperwork and it just wasn't worth it. In the yeah, end. it was. It was way too much for not that much a reward of the end. Right. I mean, money is nice, obviously, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, those selling leases is just. I don't know. It feels more like a temporary thing. I mean, you might hit, you know, the jackpot, and you know, someone might blow up on your beat that they bought, you know, a lease for. I mean, we've seen it with like Lil Nas X, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, the chances of that happening are kind of slim. Yeah. I would rather, like I said, you know, uh, find artists, start building them up, help them, you know, grow their catalog. And then from that point, you know, try to get them to blow up. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I mean, speaking of blowing up with artists and all that, did you have, did you have any uh, production credits on the Young Goose album? Yeah. um, That's how you say it, right? (laughs) Goss. Goss. Yeah. That's what, okay. I, I knew it was either Goose or Goss. I wasn't which I wasn't sure which one. It's all right. We we always we always joke around with him and shit and call him Go- uh, Goose. Yeah, because uh, whenever yeah, I produced, I'm sorry. Whenever I was looking it up to listen to it on Apple Music, I wasn't sure how you like. If I it wasn't showing up because I was spelling it wrong, mm-hmm. and then I was like, wait, I don't think this is how you say it. It's probably how yeah. it's you probably say Goss. Yeah. It's all good, man. He he he's really cool about it. He's uh he's a good dude. But um yeah, I actually produced track number ten, which is uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the funny thing about that beat is I usually always use my monitors, mm-hmm. but uh, I was actually out of state at that time, um, and all I had was like some really crappy earbuds. Yeah. And like I made that beat with like a bunch of others. The other beats ended up being like trash. <laughs> like the mixes on them were all terrible because. Mm-hmm. I'm just not used to, you know, mixing with my, my earbuds yeah. anymore. But uh, that one just ended up turning out really, really well. And uh, I sent it to him, and he ended up recording on it. He actually sent me that sample first um, by Joe Latrick. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, if you can make this a beat, like, you know, please, you know, send it to me or whatever. He's like, I'm, I'm trying to hop on it. 
So I uh, I just hit up Joe. He sent me the sample, and I made the beat probably in like ten minutes. Yeah, that that album was great. I love that album. It's a great album, and like the replay value, insane. Is, yeah, it, it's just everything flows so well. Mm. It's I listened to it on my because I was visiting a friend up in Kansas. So on my drive back, I listened to the Cuddy album, the Jack Harlow album, and then that one. And yeah, it was I mean, great. The Jack Harlow album was fire, too. It was. I liked it. it. It just happened that, you know, Goss dropped the same day as all of them because mm. we had been planning this drop for a while. I didn't even know that Cuddy was dropping an album. I didn't know that uh, Jack was dropping an album until like a few days prior. Yeah. And then it was like at that point, we had already set that date. So it was like you know what, we're going to drop it, and whoever, you know, supports us, you know, they'll rock with it. And sure enough, I mean, that entire day, and even the day after, the whole timeline on Twitter was, like, nothing mm-hmm. but his album. Or yeah. people, you know, like uh, giving us their opinions of it. Yeah, like, I couldn't imagine dropping the same day as Cuddy or Harlow. And didn't, didn't Taylor Swift drop that day, too? I have no idea, to be honest. I want to say she did, but, like, that would be so much pressure just because i mean having huge names like that people are going to definitely listen right. to them and then they might right. not listen to anything else after that yeah i mean yeah i mean it was it was a ballsy move yeah. but i feel like in the end i mean we we just surpassed like 50k streams for the mm-hmm. entire album um and that was like with no promo, really. I mean, that was yeah. just us posting it on on Twitter, but we haven't really put it in any playlists or anything like that yet. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, that's just another example of uh, building with artists, you know. Like, uh, shout out to Levi. Uh, Bandito, but he uh, actually introduced Goss to Sonny, and um, Sonny was really, you know, fucking with his music from the very beginning, but uh, Goss, I would say, like, his mixes and stuff weren't really as clean yet, and so, like, you know, Sonny gave him some tips as far as, you know, recording and just mixing overall, and, I mean, he applied the tips, and next thing you know, like, Sonny wanted to sign him right away, so it just, it worked out, like, we pretty much uh, have just continued to work with him and help him grow as an artist. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is his first, I mean, he's only been a digital Dior probably nine months, if, if that. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, the next year or so, who knows, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, how, how did you kind of get involved with digital Dior and all that? <laughs> it's a funny story, so... Some stuff happened, and, like, I had paid a bigger producer for a collab. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, the bigger producer scammed me. Um, and it was, like, a big thing. Like, I had posted, like, all the screenshots and stuff. Well, Sonny ended up, like, seeing it one day. And he um, he had said something about it, and, like, I kind of, like, told him the full story. Like, nah, bro, like, what you think happened isn't what actually happened. And then we talked it out, and then, like, from there, he introduced me to Scotty. Um, I started working with Scotty, and I think, like, the first song Scotty and I had together, Sonny heard it, and then 
Like the very next day, he hit me up saying that he wanted to sign me. And I was looking for a pretty solid team at that point too, so like, it just ended up working out. Yeah, it was like perfect timing. Yeah. And so how long have you been with like Digital Dior? Uh, I believe since February. I don't know, this year has flown by obviously with COVID and everything. So. It, I haven't been keeping count, but I think it's like, I don't know, nine, ten months probably. I agree. I agree. Um, there's a lot of uh, you know placements that haven't dropped yet. Um, as far as like all the digital viewer artists, a lot of projects that are still being made right now that are crazy good. Santana um, and F Santana, he's dropping some crazy shit. Like I'm very excited for his album. Um, Clone. He's probably going to be dropping soon. I'm not sure exactly when, but he's got some, some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I mean, yeah, we just, you know, we keep working. Um, and we're going to see what, you know, next year brings. It's going to be crazy. Just because I feel like, especially next year, a lot more opportunities and a lot more stuff are going to be open. Right. You know, just all the movies yeah, I mean, made. Yeah, I mean, uh, traveling is definitely going to be a lot easier because, I mean, Digital New York, for the most part, is pretty spread out. I mean, we've got, like, Washington State. We have, you know, D.C., Miami, uh, Pennsylvania. we got, like, Wisconsin. Um, just, like, all over the U.S., you know? Um, and then we have, you know, some, some overseas um, as well. But... Once the borders open and, you know, COVID kind of dies down a little, it'll be a lot easier to lock in and get in the studio. Yeah. A lot more uh, possibilities for placements as well. There's been a lot of sessions that we've unfortunately had to turn down because, I mean, with COVID, you know, Sonny's got a kid on the way. He already has one young, you know, baby. So it's like he's got to be a lot more uh, careful as far as COVID. Shout out to him. I'm, I'm gonna try and get him. I want to try and get him for next season. Figure something. Yeah, man, he'll probably do it. But um, that's crazy. That's next year definitely gonna be the year, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping so because, <laughs> I mean, we all work, you know, super hard. We're always um, constantly. We all work like every single day, aside from like whatever our day jobs, like. Constantly making music, constantly working with new artists and, you know, digital viewer artists. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, like, recently locked in with a few A&Rs, so we've been sending out packs every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the loop makers and digital viewer, like Longgood, uh, Inflexible, like, they're constantly working hard. Yeah. Uh, constantly, you know, releasing loop packs here and there. So, I mean... It's just a matter of time, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything, uh, everything will fall in place. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, what what do you have planned for like the next couple, like the next year? Just kind of yourself. Uh, I mean, my personal goal for like twenty 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 one is gonna be like 
I want to hit. I want to get a placement that lands on Billboard. That's like my number one goal for 2021. Um, but aside from you know landing on Billboard, like I just want to establish myself um, and just get another major placement. You know, just uh, working with artists is. I mean, it's like it makes it feel worth it. You know, yeah. once you get that one placement, that like kind of solidifies the fact that I, the shit that I'm making in my bedroom, like, people are actually, you know, rocking with it. Or, like, to see people, you know, reposting or, like, posting videos of, you know, themselves listening to your, like, something that you made in your room while they're, you know, driving or whatever the case may be. It's just, like, an amazing feeling. So, for me to hit, like, Billboard or something or just have, like, a song that is that big of a hit, is, you know, like, I don't even think money can compare to that. So, I mean, 2021, I'm hoping that I can get a few of those. If not, at least one, you know? Yeah, for sure. And have you thought about doing, like, any uh, projects with any artists that, like, you're, uh, you produce, like, 100%? Um, <laughs> there actually is, like, a few. Uh, one of them, for sure, is... Uh, this guy that he's in DC, he's a um, super fire artist. He's actually he actually produces as well. Um, I'm not really gonna say his name right now because like we're still in the works, but uh, now we definitely got some some fire shit coming. Um, we actually just started working on an album, which I'm extremely excited for because this will be the first project that I have 100. Uh, produced for like executive producer the entire project um i'm gonna help him push it promote it all of that and um i'm just looking forward to it you know i want to see like i really want to put him on the map as far as like you know the city goes because i mean dc is big but there's not much of a music presence aside from like wale rico nasty and shy Lizzie. Like those are the only three that I could really think of, yeah. like off off the top. So, I mean, I, I'm just trying to, I don't know, I'm just trying to get known, you know, in this city first. Yeah, for sure. And what kind of what kind of approach you think that other producers should kind of take to not only get their name out there, but go into working with artists and everything like that? Um, I would just say be organic. Um. You know, be real, like, I hate when people hit me up to collab or, you know, ask for beats, and they, either one, they talk like robots, like, they, like, the way that they word their, you know, their sentence or whatever just sounds like, I don't know, it just sounds like an automated message or something, you know? Like, I hate that, like, I, I, nine times out of ten, I just delete the message, like, I don't respond or anything, because it's like, at that point, I just feel like you're sending out a mass message. Yeah to me and 15 other people. And at that point, you don't really want to work, you know, you're just trying to get people to, like, clickbait. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would just say, you know, be organic, be real. I mean, sometimes, like, when I find artists, I don't just automatically hit them up, like, hey, man, let's work, let me send you some beats. Sometimes I'll just support them, like, Mm -hmm. if I like their music, I'll retweet, you know, their posts, or 
I'll like their, you know, new song or whatever the case may be. Um, and then, you know, gradually actually establish a relationship with them because at that point, like, sending a pack of beats to them, it's just more, I don't know, there's more of a, a connection, I guess I should say. So, yeah, I would just say be real, you know. There's no need to, like, be some weird robot and try to, you know, fucking sound like you're writing to Harvard or whatever the case may be. They're, tre they're treating collabs as college admission papers. That's what they're doing out there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not that deep, like... I'm trying to hit the word count and everything. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, no, I mean... As long as people are, like, chill and, you know, they be themselves... I mean, that's, that's all I I can say. I've had people send me clips of them singing or, you know, them rapping or whatever the case may be. And, like, even if they're, let's, even if they're not, like, you know, the best or maybe they're not good at all, like, if I could tell that they are honestly just asking for my feedback and they, like, value my opinion, then, like, I will actually respond and I will, like, Try to give them some type of, uh, you know, advice or whatever I can do to help them. I don't just, like, you know, shut them out, but it's just, I'd rather, you know, you be genuine and just real from the very beginning. Yeah. Like, other than that, I mean, yeah, that's all I can really say for people that uh, want to reach out to artists or producers. Yeah, don't force, don't force your way in just immediately. Just kind of. Do it, do it in baby steps. Facts. And don't be weird either. Like, I've seen people that they'll send DMs to, like, bigger producers. And they send them, like, the creepiest stuff. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I get it. Like, being funny, cool, whatever. Like, sometimes that'll get you in the door. But, like, sometimes, like, that shit just shows, like, immaturity. Yeah. Like, if you're going to send me, like, a message that is, like, extremely creepy and, like, weird... And I don't know you like that. It's just, you know, it's going to be out of context anyway. So it's just, I don't know, it's not worth it. Just either one, don't hit them up at all, or just be yourself without trying to be, you know, fucking comedian. Mm -hmm. I, just, I couldn't imagine that. Just waking up one day having like the creepiest DM ever. Yeah, I've had, I've had a couple minutes. I mean, and the only thing you can do is, like, block that person. It's, like, you know, doing both of us a favor. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that, that's something that you kind of have to find, like, the perfect balance for, is making it approachable, but not immature at the same time. Exactly, exactly. Just because you don't want it to sound like, you said like a whole spam message that's going out to a lot of people, but you don't know the person that well, so you don't want to do it. You don't want to present your way yourself in a way that like you've kind of known each other for a long time. Exactly. That's that's something a lot of people got to figure out. Yeah, I mean, over time, you know, especially like I understand that a lot of. Uh, Producers, at least like on social media, Twitter, Instagram, like most of them are kids or like, you know, teenagers, but like, I don't know. It's like, there's a time to be professional without sounding like fucking, you know, a robot, like I said. And I mean, that's, if you're just professional, 
and you're real, and you talk to, you know, reach out to whoever it may be, nine times out of ten, the worst that'll happen is they just don't respond. And if they do respond, the conversation's going to go nine times better than it would have you being a weirdo. So it's like, you know, it pays off. And sometimes when they don't respond, you know, don't get discouraged. Like, I think I've, I don't know, I think actually for, I think Sonny, I reached out to him like last year or something probably. And like, I didn't get a response, but I wasn't like a weirdo. I wasn't spamming him. I didn't like start talking crap about him on timeline. You know? I just was like, hey, it's not time yet, but you know, that time will come. Eventually it did. Sometimes you got to just, you know, let your work speak for itself. Yeah, you got to be patient. Yep. But, um, I mean, how, how's your relationship with him and everything? With Sonny? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Sonny is like my older brother that, like, I don't know. I mean, like, Digital Dior is a family, bro. Like, we are constantly, like, messing with each other, joking with each other, like, we all are constantly making fun of each other for, you know, whatever, whatever reason. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, we all work really well with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we all are able to talk to each other about personal shit. Like, I feel like, um, I mean, we haven't all linked up yet, mm-hmm. but once we do, like, it's going to be like, you know, running into somebody that you've known yeah. for years. So, yeah, I would say, like, all of our relationships are really good. Sonny, he, uh, I mean, as a, you know, CEO, whatever you want to call him, executive producer, like, he gives us great advice. You know, he puts us on game about a lot of industry shit that a lot of us don't even know about or didn't know about. Um, I mean, you know, he's a good CEO, good leader. And have you worked with, like... Have you gotten like in sessions with anybody in Digital Dior yet, or has that opportunity? Um, I haven't gotten in any sessions with anyone in Digital Dior, but like uh, I did have a session with Scotty mm-hmm. um, a few a few months back, like August, I think. I uh, I went up to New York and we were in the studio. It was cool. Yeah. We uh we made some hits. Do you uh, do you prefer working in the studio with like the artists there? I do, um, but I feel like the atmosphere has to be right. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing I realized just from doing a couple of sessions, like, within the area here and with, like, going to, like, out of state, um, having people that you don't really know in the studio is, like, a buzzkill for me. Yeah. Like, I want everybody that's in the studio to be, like, same page, um, I don't know. I just feel like they're like it throws the vibe off. It's like there's just like some random person in there. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how to how to like describe it, but it's just like at least for me personally, it just throws me off. Mm-hmm. But I definitely prefer being in the studio with an artist rather than like just sending the beats. Yeah. Because you can always like I mean, there's always going to be something that the artist may not like about like a certain beat. And, like, if you could just pull it up and tweak it right then and there, it's a whole lot easier rather than them just saying, okay, yeah, I don't like this beat and moving on to the next one. So, I don't know. You have a lot more control. Um, 
And I mean, I don't know, creative freedom. Like, you can try new stuff when you're in the studio with an artist rather than, you know, if you're making beats, like, I don't know, sometimes it just, sending a pack just isn't as efficient. Mm-hmm. And has, like, working with uh, artists in, like, studio kind of taught you anything new making beats-wise? You said working with artists in the studio? Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, that's kind of how I learned to uh, structure beats. Because, like, I don't know, people don't really talk too much about structuring as much as they do as, like, making loops or doing drums or whatever the case may be. Um, And I feel like structuring is kind of important. uh, Because, like, some artists, they... I don't want to say, like, they vibe more with, like, the way, like, a beat is structured, but, like... I don't know. In the studio, you can kind of get a feel like, all right, this person is rapping like this on this part. I'm going to take the drums out for this, like, four-bar section or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, I don't know. Being in sessions has really, like, taught me how to, like, I don't know, kind of finesse, like, a a beat as far as, like, when a certain artist is going to get on it or when I'm sending it to a certain artist. Yeah. And have you you noticed kind of any trends? wise for arranging um not really to be honest i haven't really listened to much music aside from like the new jack harlow album and a bunch of unreleased digital viewer stuff like other than that like i don't really listen to much music because i'm either one making new beats or new songs or whatever the case may be or i'm just listening to stuff that we have in the stash or stuff that we've already released that a lot of people are messing with so that way we can continue to, like, uh, you know, supply, like, what people are like, or what people like, or what people are listening to the most. Yeah. And I, I know it's, like, you still have, like, a good amount of projects left to drop from people in Digital Dior, but are y'all, have y'all, like, said anything or, like, thinking about a whole, like, Digital Dior project? Yes. <laughs> That's actually funny. Uh, Sunny... I mean, we've been, like, brainstorming ideas for the album. Um, the album's going to be crazy. I know that. But, like, there's a few songs that we know for a fact are going to be on it. But at this point, we just don't know, um, like, what we're going to call it yet. We don't know who all we're going to get on it. We don't know if we're going to make it exclusively, like, just digital dealer artists. Or if it's going to be just artists that we've worked with in the past. Yeah. Like, we haven't completely set everything in stone, yeah. but it's definitely coming. Like, we'll probably release it in 2021. Yeah. Right now, it's just the blueprint of it trying to be figured out. Yeah, right now, we're just brainstorming, trying to see, like, what people like the most from us mm-hmm. and, you know, trying new things. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be a crazy one for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, we're... Right now, we're just trying to get our artists... Um, you know, buzzing a little bit, so that way, once we drop the album, you know, everybody's gonna be familiar, and even then, I mean, once we reach new listeners, they'll be able to go back and listen to, you know, the Goss album, or the Clone album, the Santana album, like, it, I don't know, we just, we're trying to kind of lay the foundation right now, mm-hmm. you know, before we build, you know, the mansion. Hey, that's what we're trying to do. Eventually, we'll have a, a DD mansion, right? Yeah. 
eventually. Take over the White House. Use that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> run, run the ad, Sonny for president. That's what we need right now. Nice. Put that on it. Put that on the merch. Hey, yeah, we, we might we might uh, make that a shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need my percentage if you do. I got you. Do you so? I mean, because you have that jacket. Do you have anything else like merch-wise? Uh, yeah, actually, I made like some baby onesies for like Sunny's kids. Um, it's like you know got DD logo and stuff on it. Um, we made phone cases. Um, I actually have this mouse pad. Oh, that's clean. Um, there's like a couple of other like random objects. Like I think when Flexible has like a huge like canvas painting, and like his uh his studio like a bunch of just random stuff that we all just thought like it'd be cool to slap the logo on this, you know. But. That's my request, is for y'all to make stickers. Yeah, for sure. We actually, uh, we thought about it. We're just waiting for, like, the right moment. Mm -hmm. Probably whenever we start, you know, getting the album ready and yeah. start trying to promote it, that'll be, like, the best way. Yeah. I, I definitely, I, I buy stickers for my computer. I have a ton on my uh, speakers and everything, too. Just because they're small, but they're also cool. And then if, like, someone I support has something i don't want to really buy like a jacket or a shirt i'll cop like two yeah stickers and smack them on my yeah head. yeah i mean i i do the same shit i haven't put any on my uh my new laptop but my old laptop was covered in them yeah i want uh i'm gonna start putting them on my xbox that's what i'm gonna start doing just because it's kind of plain just being like a black box yeah so. I gotta get some more stickers to do that with. Yeah, I feel it, man. I'll definitely let you know whenever we, uh, whenever we start making them. Sir, I'm gonna be the first one to buy it. 100%. <laughs> I'm gonna be in that line. I appreciate it. But, um, we got a couple things left. One is, I, I asked this last episode or two episodes ago. I'm gonna start asking it every episode because it's just an interesting question but how did you get your name that's a good one all right so my name <clears throat> growing up uh being puerto rican you know all like my aunts and you know my mom um even like my grandma like they always call me papi like that's just you know a latino thing but, uh, I don't know, I just got so used to it. And then, you know, like, the older you get, it, like, kind of starts changing into more of, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's, like, uh, not sexual, but, you know, it's, like, it's got connotations behind it. And I was just, like, you know what, like, it's short, simple. And, like, it makes for a dope-ass tag, so I just, uh, yeah, I just started going by that. I used to go by, like, Conscious, which was, like, spelled all weird and shit. But I stopped using that when I stopped, like, making mainly boom-bap stuff. Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, it's cool. Um, it's catchy. There's no other, you know, boppy out there. So it's just, I don't know. It's stuck. Yeah. And do you speak Spanish? I do, not very well. Uh, it was like my first language, and then I kind of stopped speaking it for for a really long time, and then um, I just like I don't know. I grew up, and you know, going to school and stuff like speaking English, it just slowly started like drifting away. That's, that's so I mean, like I yeah, like I understand it. I can listen to like Bad Bunny and everything. I know exactly you know mm-hmm. what what they're saying, but. As far as like myself, like I try not to speak it too much because I just I don't know. I know it just doesn't sound. Yeah, exactly. So the way we end these episodes are: you got to answer three questions. Okay. Four questions. You got to answer four questions, and then you get to ask a question for the next guest. Shit. So okay. Gotta... Yeah. First question is, if you could choose any two artists who drop a collab album right now, who would it be? Any two artists, any two artists. to drop a collab album? Yes, right now. Is it like produced by me or is it just just, just another album? Just another album. All right. Um, shit. I'm going to say... Damn, this is hard. I listen to like... So many different artists. Um, it's kind of hard. Uh, I'm gonna say Jack Carlo and Jack Carlo and Drake. I mean, granted, like Drake is obviously on a different tier than Jack Carlo. But I feel like with the slower stuff that Jack Carlo makes, I think Drake and him would make like a really good like like yeah. not R and B but like almost R and B ish yeah. album. That, like I think that should be a hit. That's like the vibes I got from like the slower songs on his album. I was like, this sounds like a Drake song, or this sounds like something Drake yeah. would do. Yeah, that song that he had with uh, Chris Brown, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but. If they would have put Drake on that, that shit would have, like... I mean, it is a hit, but it would have been extremely huge, you know? So I feel like if... Yeah, Jack Harlow and Drake, I feel like if they... If they locked in, even if it's not, like, a full album, maybe, like, an EP or something, I feel like, yeah, they would have... They would have a successful, like, slower... Slower album. Yeah, that would go crazy. Alright. If you could have produced... Any song out right now, which one would you have produced? Any song out right now? Um, shit. Drake. Uh, fuck. There's so many. Hold on. Let me let me check my last. Let me check my my Drake shit real quick. Um. Yeah, I got like I don't know. Drake is like my go-to. I'm gonna say, laugh now, cry later, because Lil Dirk fucking snapped on that. Yeah, Dirk snapped on that song. So I'm gonna say, yeah, I if I if I could, you know, I would have produced that shit. Yeah, it's a good choice. 
Um, and then what advice do you have for other producers? What advice? Uh, collab, collab, collab. Cause I mean, you can get placements left and right if you work with the right guys. Um, but also, you know, work with people for the right reason too, not just for placements. Um, because I mean, like, if you're just working with somebody and all you want is a potential placement, it's just, it's not going to be genuine. Like, you're not going to have a real connection with that person. There's not going to be any relationship established. So I would just say, like, genuinely find people that you like their music um, and collaborate with them, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the number one advice I could give. They collab with a lot of people, but it's like a one and done because they don't build that relationship and connection. Right. And it's because, I mean, nine times out of ten, even like major producers that, you know, are doing collabs with smaller producers, if you're just doing it for, all right, well, this guy produced for, you know, this artist, I want to send him some loops because I'm hoping that I can get a placement with that artist. It's just, it's not going to happen. Like, your, your intentions are going to come off, you know, like, it'll, like, it's just not going to, it's not going to, I would say, like, the universe isn't going to, you know, manifest what you want, because you're doing it for a selfish reason. Yeah. I mean, everybody likes placements, obviously, but at the same time, like, you're just making good music, it's going to come eventually. Last question is one from Gone Till uh, November. Last episode, he asked. I actually, worked with him. yeah, he told me about that. He's fine. It was it was a fun episode of film. He's cool. Yeah, he's um, he's cool as too. He asked, "What is your ten year goal?" Shit, my ten year goal. Um, I want to eventually start my own label mm-hmm. um, and I want to establish myself as a producer in the industry to like the equivalent of I don't know um, I mean Jetson has had a great year I would say Jetson I mean, he's newer but he's had a phenomenal year um, obviously everybody at Internet Money's done really well for themselves lately. Um, yeah, I just want to, I want to establish myself, you know? I want people to know who I am. I want to, you know, be able to give smaller producers, um, opportunities. And, yeah, I mean, that's about it. I, Ten years is a long time from now, but... I would hope that I'm established enough to where my family's taken care of, I'm making good music, people know who I am, or at least know my music, and I'm giving back to, you know, the community of, you know, the next generation. Yeah. Alright, well, I am going to send over the Season 2 sticker. It's 
Speaking of stickers. I appreciate it. I, appreciate um, it I mean, thank you for doing this, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Thank you for having me. It was, uh, it was fun. some more digital dior people on where we should try and get like a whole digital dior uh episode have everyone all in like one group call that's that yeah, yo that'd be wild that would really be wild especially because i mean we we fucking act so wild with each other <laughs> yeah it'll be really cool man it'll be a lot of uh a lot of back and forth mm -hmm. nonsense yeah might have to bring out a button so people press it so they can talk try to figure that out <laughs> but no man i really appreciate it it's been fun for sure man so um it's, it's always weird closing these out with producers because like with artists i can say like oh yeah go check out their music and all this but like with producers i'm like i'm not sure if like some have music out some don't have music out like to their name and all that but um, it always shuts me up every now and then. But uh, thank you everybody for watching. Make sure you go check out all his stuff. Twitter, you on Instagram? You should be on Instagram, right? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Prod by Poppy on everything. Uh, there's a period. Uh, Prod period yeah. by period Poppy. It's always the periods I get it. Um, yeah, fortunately I couldn't get the same handle as my Twitter. Bro, my handle on Twitter, the one I want, is taken by some dude who hasn't been active since 2014. Bro, that's the worst. It is. It's so and then if you're not like a huge, you know, like personality or something, mm -hmm. Twitter or Instagram will not help you. Mm -hmm. Like, they do not care. Same thing with Instagram. My Instagram is, it's not even taken. I guess, like, the account mm -hmm. got deactivated, but the, the name is still kind of, like, tied to them. So even though no one really has it, I can't take yeah. it because it's someone's has it but doesn't. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's I've like I've tried figuring it out. I've DM'd Instagram like every day for like a whole week mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. I've emailed them just because it'd be so nice to have it, right? Because no one has it, but it's like tied to like a deactivated account, so I can't get it. It's stupid. Yeah, I feel like they should definitely have like a better team, you know, to handle that stuff. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. But anyways, thank you all for watching. All his links will be in the description below. And we will catch y'all. Today's Friday. This goes up Monday. We will catch y'all Friday.